Alright. Hello everyone. <laughs> it's another wonderful week on Addict's Corner. Wait, did you did you guys listen to last week's episode? It was a blast. Okay, I wouldn't say it was a blast, but it was more like an appetizer for you to look forward to something like this. <laughs> yeah, today is the day that we've all been waiting for. The wonderful day we've all been desiring to finally come and it's here and i'm happy you know i'm really glad that okay, i finally have mr Ayeni on the on today's podcast to really talk to us about very serious you know issues about life and i hope you have your notepads ready i did tell you to bring your notepad i told you to bring your time you know that's one significant part bring your time your notepad your pen you don't want to miss every single information. If you're listening as a non-addict, trust me, you're going to have enough to gather for yourself as well as for information to grow. You know, the most significant part is that we are all growing. We are all attaining unto the fullness. That's the most significant part. And as long as we are doing that, we are attaining the fullness of Christ. We are growing, you know, we're just privileged to have professionals coming to the, our podcast, coming here to really speak i mean these are people that they are probably called for very serious conferences and they are paid and they are told to, and, and and i don't know god has just really blessed at its corner because you just call someone and the person is like yeah sure sure you know it's like that is it i told you he's a very tolerant person i told you he's very very passionate i told you he's willing to help that is exactly the kind of person he is he's remarkable i called him and in fact, there are days when I forget to call him to do a follow-up. And he actually calls me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that serious. Because people are passionate to help, help us, help you, help your family. You know, just to gather that entire being that you are. So, um, welcome with me <laughs> on today's podcast, Mr. Ayeni O. Michael. Mr. How you know, Michael, you're welcome on today's podcast. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Thanks for having me on this platform. It's my pleasure. Yeah, so nice to have you. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, Mr. You know, Michael, let me just give you a, a brief, a brief about him. Trust me, there's a lot more, but I'll just give you a brief about him. So, Mr. You, Michael, um, has a BSc in psychology, MSc in clinical psychology. He works at the Lagos State University Teaching Hospital, Ikeja, Lagos, Nigeria, and. Um, he works at the Department of Medical Social Services. He's a researcher with a difference. I did tell you, he's a different person. And always open to new ideas. <laughs> no wonder, you know, he, he has us, he's here on Addict's Corner. Yeah, so always open to new ideas. His research interests um, center from mental health, perception, attitude, conflict management, personality disorder, anger management, psychotherapy. You know, amongst other things, amongst other things. I know I did tell you it was going to be a brief. So, Mr. Ayeni is on today's podcast to talk to us about a very significant um, topic that basically has to do with the, most of the things that he does, you know, as a psychologist. He's going to be talking about compulsive behavior and addiction. It's a chat. We're having a chat and it's going to really open up pages that we have never envisaged in a very long time. I mean, I did a little bit of research. I had some conversations with him and I realized that, wow, wow, 
this is a very knowledgeable man. So, um, Mr. Ayeni, just give us a rundown what addiction is. You know, we, 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 we know because, yeah, addicts, but yeah, what is addiction from the point of view of a psychologist? Addiction is a very serious uh, psychological condition. Hmm. Uh, the World Health Organization defines addiction as harmful or hazardous use of psychoactive substances, including alcohol and other illicit drugs. Uh, addiction is a psychological and physical inability to stop consuming uh, chemical substances or engaging in a particular activities, despite physical and psychological adverse effects. The American Psychological Association also define addiction as a complex brain condition that is manifested by compulsive substance use, despite harmful consequences. Of course, people with addiction do have an intense focus on using certain substances such as alcohol or drugs to the point of taking over their lives. They keep using alcohol or, or engaging in particular activities despite knowing uh, their harmful negative consequences. Let me also say that uh, when most people think about uh, the word addiction, they probably think of chemical addiction like alcohol or heroin addiction. Okay. But it is very essential for us to note that there is a there, there is a, there is now a growing movement that views a number of behaviors as potentially addictive, hmm. including behaviors that do not even involve ingestion of psychoactive prop, uh, substances hmm. like nicotine or alcohol. Hmm. And these include behaviors such as gambling, overeating, sex addiction, exercise, video game, internet, even we even have phone addiction, just to mention a few. Hmm. And it's worth mentioning that uh, you can become addicted to almost anything in life. Hmm. So such diversity has led to a new L and capacity definition of what constitutes an addictive behavior. Mm -hmm. Of course, addiction involves repetitive habit pattern that increase the risk of disease or associated personal and social problems. Let me also say that when people get addicted to chemical substances or engaging in particular activities over time, they tend to build tolerance. Mm, mm. Tolerance simply means adjustment that the brain and body makes to the regular use of certain psychoactive substances or probably getting engaged in a particular activities regularly. Mm. And when uh, tolerance is being built, that simply means that larger doses are required to achieve uh, desired results. And if not, it may even re re result to withdrawal symptoms. And withdrawal symptoms, because, let me refer to it by saying that it's an unpleasant and sometimes dangerous reactions like anxiety, cramps, irritability, shaking, even loss of appetite that may occur when uh, an individual who uses a drug regularly stops 
or reduce their use. So addictive behavior are often uh, experienced subjectively. Some people get addicted to certain chemical substances because of their euphoric effect. They will mm. tell you that they want to get high. <laughs> they want to feel on top of the world. <laughs> and let me say that that alone can give them short-term reward. It's going to have a kind of a long-run uh, deleterious effect. <laughs> so, of course, most people abuse enormous varieties of drugs. That is, in our society, it's very obvious to know that you know, people consume different kinds of uh, psychoactive substances. Just to mention a few, we have like alcohol, yeah. we have barbiturates, we have opiates, tobacco, amphetamine, cocaine, cannabis, hallucinogenic drugs, uh, lysergic acid, acetylamide, fenciclidine, just to mention a few. Mm. But it, it, it's pertinent to know that uh, among all these drugs, alcohol has enormous cost of cost to our society. Hmm. Hmm. It may interest you to know that a large percentage of deaths and injuries caused by motor vehicle accidents mm-hmm. are related to the use of alcohol. Hmm. And alcohol contributes to violence and aggression. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chronic alcoholics often lose their jobs, their homes, their families. Some may even die of uh, liver cirrhosis hmm. and uh, their kidneys, uh, livers are not even safe as well. Hmm. Also, women who consume alcohol during pregnancy run the risk of giving birth to babies with uh, uh, developmental disorders. Hmm. When a woman consumes alcohol during pregnancy, it may lead to uh, brain disorder. It may lead to mental retardation. And this, it has a lot of effect on the, on the child. So alcohol is a, very, uh, is, is, is a big problem hmm. for people that consume it. And that's why it's, 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 it's advisable for one not to get, not to, not to be familiar or exposed to eat because the recovery it takes time are you getting my point yes i am mm-hmm. yeah hmm. so and so many of our teenagers and adolescents they get exposed to uh chemical substances partly because of their uh okay. peer inflame or mm-hmm. play, 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 play uh, group mm. or partly because of experimental curiosity <laughs> Some may, some may is this as a result of joblessness or, you know, the way our country is now, everything is just somehow tight. And, you know, Bible says that, uh, um, what is it called? An idle hand is what? Devil's workshop. Devil's workshop. You know. So, addiction is a very serious condition. Of course, addicts, sometimes, because of their, because of their addicted behavior to alcohol, it distorts their thinking. And of course, it's changed some uh, brain wiring that are connected to areas of making decisions, learning, memory, and behavior control in general. Hmm. So addiction as it is, is a very serious condition. Hmm. Very, very serious condition. Um, I will say that uh, people 
that are suffering from it, they should try to seek for professional help. Because continuous use of alcohol, it causes a lot of changes in the neurotransmitter or probably in the chemical uh, nature of, of, of the individual involved. Mm, okay, okay. Thank you so much, Mr. Um, Ieni Michael, for that insight. You know, it's some. It's very important for you to note the very important things that he said. He said addiction is um, given intense focus to a particular um, substance or a particular habit that you do, engaging in a particular action over and over again. However, harmful it is to your health. You know, it's not just chemical addiction. It's not just taking um, psychoactive things. Addiction can be um, aligned to behavioral patterns. It can also be your phone. It can be a manner of doing something. It can be your exercise. It can be some of the things that you do repetitively. And how you would know is just like you said, are, are the withdrawal symptoms. You begin to when you're beginning to withdraw out of it, or you're just out of it for a bit, you realize that you are. You just see yourself finally. You're, you're sweating. You feel irritated. You feel uh, you know. You don't go for exercise in a day, and um, you'll be going for the past couple of days or the past couple of years, and just one single day you miss it. You find out that there is something wrong with you. You know, if you are addicted to that particular activity, so it's it's more of a behavioral control thing. It's a it controls your behavior, and I must say this carefully: nothing is supposed to control you. That's the point. You know, nothing is expected to control your activity. You know, he said it results to distorted thinking. You know, it results to um, you know it's it, it as a result of doing some things over and over again. So your brain opens us to a kind of tolerance, as he called it. You know, adjustment that your brain and your body gets used to. So you are taking one substance day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. You keep going over and over again. Your brain will adjust to that activity and don't be surprised it becomes really difficult for you to get over it that's what psychologists will say after 21 days you're doing the same thing over and over again for 21 days it becomes a habit yes it will become a habit because your brain has adjusted to that activity thank you so much mr ieni please kindly take note of these things that is really really talking about and so i, I want to know is is addiction or being addicted a psychological disease or a choice Yes, addiction is a, it's a psychological disease. Wow. It's brain disease. Wow. It's not a choice. Of course, if it's a, if it's a choice, the individual involved may decide to stop <laughs> because he or she has the willpower mm. to become, I mean, the, to withdraw from the activity. But because of the fact that being addicted involves lack of willpower, Mm. The individual do not have control over such behavior, despite knowing the adverse consequences. So it, it makes it a, a psychological problem. And of course, addiction often uh, affects, as I said earlier, different, I mean, significant aspect of brain uh, area in the, in, in the body. You know, so which may not enable the addict to reason or to do things in a proper way. Hmm. So, of course, it's, it's, a, it's a psychological condition. It's a brain disease. 
It's not a choice. It's not a choice. Wow. Wow. Very impressive. So there you have it. You know, me, I've always thought that addiction is a choice. Uh, <laughs> something you choose to do. But actually, over time, it moves from a choice. It moves from something you have chosen to do to becoming a problem for your brain. And it becomes a disease. Yes. The addiction itself is a disease. The action you take for, to the addiction is a choice. Very impressive, Mr. Ayeni. And you talked about willpower. You know, there was this episode that we mentioned. We talked about willpower. If you've not listened to the episode, go back and listen. It was in season one. Listen to that episode. We talked about boosting your willpower, how to grow your willpower and the rest of it. So it's very important because you don't have willpower, you know. That's when it becomes a psychological disease when you don't have willpower. And of course, a lot of us don't really have control over these things that happen to us despite the adverse consequences you know yeah, it's, despite it's, knowing the adverse consequences yeah it's, it's really really bad you know, I, I said it the other time that uh, in my introduction that yeah when an individual is addicted yeah to a particular thing yeah they tend to build tolerance yes yes yeah. and when tolerance is built for example when an individual is consumed like two bottles of alcohol mm-hmm. or beer every day, when 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 uh, tolerance is being built, such individual needs will increase the level. I mean, quantity will increase the quantity of the consumption of the alcohol. Now taking like four, five, and so on, because of the fact that the chemical substance it has caused a lot of alteration in the uh, chemical component of the individual. So for the individual to achieve or to to experience desired effect, he needs more of that bottle of alcohol to achieve it. So instead of taking like it, let's assume that he started for like two, three, four before, mm-hmm. without the consuming like five, six, seven. And that's where that's why uh, tolerance, I mean addiction settings. Mm. And failure to take it will lead to withdrawal symptoms. Mm. Mm, and of course, so when an individual is addicted, it, will have, it affects the way the person reasoning, it affects the way the person re- responds to his or her immediate environment. Mm, mm. Thank you so much, Mr. Ayen. It affects the way you respond to your, to your environment, it affects your thinking. Mm. <laughs> that is, you know, it's. You need to. I hope we are all taking note because personally, I'm actually taking note of these things that he's talking about. It's a. It's something that actually happens. It actually happens when something is going on around you. You've been doing it consistently, and good or bad, you know, you finally realize that you are adjusting. You just take a little bit of adjustment, and you cannot cope. You just see yourself. You just enter one serious depression, and you're like, ah, how did I get to this? feeling of sadness you can't explain it but something has happened some of us is because of our phones the way we use our phones over and over and over and over and over again your phone gets misplaced half the time the reason why you are crying is not because um you can't get a new phone it's just because for that couple of hours or that couple those days you're not going to have you know a phone to be pressing, a phone to hold on to, a phone to, and then you just sit down. And you're like, "Ah, oh, my phone! Ah, oh, my phone!" You you are attached to it. And some people go into. Don't be surprised. You see, some people they just they cry for days. I see somebody died because it's 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 a very yeah. You might have documents, but for I'm talking about people that really don't have documents and important things on their phones. You see the way some of people actually go into serious depression. You know, a lot of things couple up with these particular issues. So yeah, Mister. 
let's quickly move into compulsive behavior and addiction. How does um, the personality traits of compulsive behavior or compulsion relate to addiction? First and foremost, let's let's let's, let's talk about what is obsessions and what is or compulsion. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. For us to have better and proper understanding of the of the concept, yeah, yes, sir. Obsessions are thoughts, images, or ideas, or impulses that are persistent, and which the individual feels are intruding upon his, his or her consciousness without control, and is causing significant uh, anxiety or distress. Why compulsion simply refers to as a uh, repetitive behavior or mental act that an individual feels he or she must perform. OCD, that is obsessive compulsive disorder, is often classified as anxiety disorder. Okay. Because people with OCD experience anxiety as a result of their obsessive uh, thoughts and their inability to carry out their compulsive uh, behavior. So OCD is characterized by persistent, uncontrollable, ritualistic acts that accomplish no practical end. Can so you the person typically loses voluntary control over aspects of his thoughts and actions. And of course, studies have revealed the fact that most common or OCD compulsive, uh, what is it called? OCDs, um, common OCD that we have in our societies include mm. like uh, compulsive and washing. That's a typical example of uh, OCD. Uh, OCD mm-hmm. Compulsive and washing. Um, compulsive, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, frequent checking. Of the door, of probably of the door, mm-hmm. or probably the phone. If the stove is is, is switched off or not, <laughs> there's a link between obsessive disorder and compulsive disorder. Oh. As I said earlier, that obsessions are thoughts. You know, it is what you think in your mind. Yeah. That you eventually put into action. Yeah. If all other factors are at constant. Mm-hmm. So, there is a way in which our thoughts lead to our, you know, our, our behavior and behavior leads to action. Are you getting my point? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, compulsive behavior, as I said earlier, they are repetitive, irrational behavior. In which the person tries to resist, but they cannot. Mm. So, it's worth mentioning that compulsion reduces anxiety. Mm. But do not produce player. The what is it called? The difference between addiction and you can say compulsion yeah. is that addiction, of course, is produces short term reward or gratification. Mm-hmm. That you know, for a, an individual that is addicted to like marijuana. Yes. When he, he has the ability or the chance of getting the marijuana, he feel okay. Is going to feel alright, not minding the future consequences. Hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Or probably, for example, an individual that consumes alcohol that is addicted to it. 
Okay. So when 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 he feels that uh, urge to take the alcohol, he can do and undo. <laughs> but immediately he's able to get the alcohol, he feels relaxed. <laughs> but not minding, not 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 put into consideration of the fact that this alcohol that he or she is taking, it may have a kind of a negative effect or adverse effect on his kidney, on his liver. You understand, yes. and of course, it will even reduce the the, the 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 normal cognitive functionings of his uh, of his brain <laughs> in taking necessary decisions, in learning, in memory. Yeah. So, addiction, as it is, of course, it has compulsive traits because you know it's about going there often and often. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing often and often. Hmm. But let me say that. Uh, pertaining to obsessive compulsive personality disorder, they are often, of course, they share similar characteristics mm-hmm. with um, obsessive OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. But any individual having that obsessive compulsive personality disorder, they are usually they usually have uh, this perfectionism ideology. That everything they want must be perfect. In other words, they are inflexible. People with this disorder often set uh, ambitious standards for their own uh, performance that frequently are so high to be unattainable. They are, they are, they are, they are preoccupied with rules, efficiency excessively moralistic and they are, they are, they are always have a kind of a subjective judgment because they feel that uh, they, they use their own standard to judge you know people around them hmm. so uh obsessive compulsive disorder as i said earlier they share features with obsessive compulsive uh, uh, personality disorder mm-hmm. But the personality disorder represents a more generalized way of interacting with the world. So, so people in this category, uh, they do have rigid routines of behavior, and uh, whenever their routines are violated, they feel they, they feel very very uh, discomfort with 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 it. Mm. Are you getting me? Yes. So, whenever their routine, they are the the way they feel that things should be done is not going that way. They feel the anxiety. They feel very, very not comfortable. Mm. <laughs> I mean, let, let me give you other examples of the uh, uh, compulsive uh, signs. I mean, compulsion. Mm. So I, I think I, I said I mentioned and washing. Yeah. And, uh, checking the door and the stove. That's and even regular counting of things in the particular pattern is all part of it. Wow. But before this can be clinically diagnosed or clinically, uh, before you can clinically see that this thing is disorder, it it has criteria. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it has criteria. For one to be doing things repeatedly, we can't say that such individual is having uh, compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. But when 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 the diagnostic criteria. Let me say that in, in psychiatry, we basically have 
two main two uh, ways of diagnosing a patient. Either depends on the clinicians anyway. Either you make use of the uh, ICD, that is the International Classification of Disease by WHO, or the American DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorder. Those are the two uh, diagnostic criteria we have. So, mm-hmm. for one to be diagnosed of having, let's say, like um, obsessive disorder or compulsion, it must the, the, the action must, must must repeat itself for not less than two weeks. Oh, okay. Hmm. And uh, of course, the the anxiety aspect of it also needs to be put into consideration. In the sense that when the individual fails to perform the action, it feels so very very very, very uncomfortable to the extent that uh, it may even affect his or her day-to-day activities. Wow. Are you getting me? Yes, yeah. yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Mr. INA. You know, that was a lot of information, especially for someone that has OCD. It's it's a lot. But okay. Um, so are you saying then that there's a big difference between serious addictions? You know, I, I want you to explicit, uh, explicitly state the difference okay. between serious addictions and doing things like shopping or cleaning the house too much. Of course, there's a difference between serious addiction. When one is addicted to a particular, uh, maybe psychoactive substance, or probably getting a, uh, addicted to a particular behavior, and maybe doing shopping excessively. Mm. When one is addicted, the individual is, is aware about the negative consequences. Hmm. Are you getting my point? Yeah. He's aware about negative, but despite the fact that the individual is in the know of the negative consequences, he or she is still unable to stop. Hmm. Because of lack of willpower. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between being seriously addicted and doing things like chopping or cleaning the house too much. Hmm. Being addicted, as I said earlier, involves inability to stop oneself from engaging in a particular activity, despite knowing the harmful or hazardous consequences or adverse effects. Mm. So, excessive cleaning of the house may be regarded as neurotic behavior, Ooh. and often is often uh, aimed to ensure um, things being perfect. It may interest you to know that. Anxiety makes people clean compulsively. Mm. Yeah, because uh, because of their obsessions, and of course, research has even shown that in times of stress, people might turn to repeat behavior like excessive cleaning mm-hmm. and washing and so on, because it gives them sense of control over and otherwise uh, on certain situation. Hmm. So anxiety makes people to do things repeatedly. Hmm. And the, the, the primary thing there is that they want to have, you know, they want to ensure that everything is in order. They want to ensure the fact that everything is under their control. It's quite different from when an individual is addicted. Hmm. Because that's the former doesn't have any negative effect on the individual. individual but being addicted, you can imagine an individual being addicted to uh, the uh, porn, 
pornographic. That's why after engaging in their activities, you know, most of them don't feel very happy, but they are still unable to stop. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That is very, very impressive. Thank you so much, Dr. Ayeni. You know, he mentioned all the time, he kept mentioning lack of willpower is because, you know, for the part of addiction and it has negative effects, negative effects. So, okay. What are the reasons for compulsive behavior? What really, what really starts compulsive behavior? What, what are the psychological things that makes people have this OCD, OPD? What exactly is wrong? There must be a lot of reasons responsible for uh, individuals suffering from obsessive compulsive disorder, which may include but not limited to the one obsession. Hmm. When one is having obsessive thoughts over a particular situation, and of course, stress. Stress is one of the major source or one of the major reasons uh, for compulsive behavior. Mm. And let me also say that perfectionist ideology, when one just wants everything to be perfect, you know. Mm. Such individual tends to, you know, do things repeatedly. Even things he has done, he will still go there and reconfirm if it is properly done or not. And of course, an individual processing or having obsessive compulsive personality disorder is also one of the reasons. And of course, environmental factor is also there. Hmm. Hmm. So if, 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 if all these factors are there, there's no way such an individual won't uh, have a compulsive uh, behavior. And of course, if there are, if there are changes in the neuro, neuro, neurotransmitter mm. or in the chemical, in the chemical nature, mm. component of the individual, it might also result in compulsive behavior disorder. Mm. Wow. You know, you mentioned stress. I really, because of the kind of society that we're in, I mean, this is Lagos. And um, even with COVID-19 and everything, people are stressed. How does stress really lead to compulsive behavior? When an individual is stressed, mm. um, you know, stress has a way of affecting their uh, our level of reasoning, our reasoning faculty. Mm. Interesting. And of course, studies have shown the fact that there's a correlation between stress and forgetfulness. Wow. When an individual is stressed, Things that he or she probably have done, such an individual might, you know, may forget that he or she has already engaged or probably done the activities. He will still go there and check. <laughs> yes, yes. You understand? Yes. He will still go there and check. And you know, the 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 purpose or the reason behind all this is just to ensure that everything is under control, is perfect. Hmm. hmm. So, and uh, of course. Uh, most Lagosians mm-hmm. are stressed up already. Yes. Stress, there's a lot of source of uh, stress uh, in this legal state, in which one of the major sources we, we agree with me is, is traffic. traffic. Yeah. <laughs> when an individual is, is, is stressed, when, when such an individual gets off it, things that probably 
information he, he, he gave to his colleague yesterday of some couple of days ago to ensure the fact that the ease of our boss doesn't query him. He still needs to go there and you know to just for the for the confirmation if the thing is done or not. Hmm. So when an individual is stressed, of course stress also causes a lot of changes in the chemical component in the chem chemical chemical uh, component of an individual. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, when an individual is stressed, such an individual might not be able to even uh, uh, sleep. And when you are not sleeping, of course, you are not resting the brain. Yeah. So for the brain to not function properly, it becomes uh, the problem. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So when and when you are, you are stressed already, if you, when you get home, the environment is not amenable enough. Hmm. And of course, you know that you, you still have to go to work the second day. Mm-hmm. There is possibility of the chance that being unable to, you know, to have enough rest last night, it might affect your uh, activities the next day when you get to office. Hmm. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, yeah, course. yeah. <laughs> so, but but the point I'm trying to emphasize on is the fact that the extent at which stress affect or have an influence on composite behavior cannot be underemphasized. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So true. <laughs> wow. You know, because as you were talking, I was just analyzing a regular Lagosian's life and it's 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 really true. And then people now go into relapse. They want to, you know, make themselves active as much as they can. So that's why you see people they start taking alcohol just to let go of one stress that they went through and then it becomes a habit. And then it becomes an addiction, and then they cannot control it anymore, and then it becomes a problem, and then they lose their job, the all saving job, lose their family. You know, it's it's all encompassing. Eventually, it's all about managing your life carefully, managing your life carefully. All right. So, as an experienced psychologist, you're very experienced um, as a psychologist. I mean, you have like almost 20 years it's not even almost over 20 years in psychology so have you had any patients of course you've had but can you can you explain to us i think you and i were talking about um a a porn addict that you once had what how was it like for you as an experienced psychologist how was that patient like with that mental health issue yeah the um the patient actually started from Watching pornographic um, um, materials, hmm. videos online, and of course, he, he, when he first started, you know, the guy was enjoying it. Was enjoying it, and uh, during the clacking, we discovered the fact that the the guy was actually uh, motivated. To engage in that kind of behavior because of fear, 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 and the uh, experimental curiosity. So it started from pornographic, and before you know what is going on, that leads to masturbation. To the extent that he masturbates nothing less than five times a day. Wow. And of course, that now you know it affected his relationship. Hmm. That's the emotional relationship. Relationship with his his girlfriend. Hmm. You understand? Yeah. So, to the extent that most um, 
the girls, so most of them can't score. At least, uh, if I remember vividly, that caused a not less than three, three breakups. Wow. Three breakups. So it, it, it gets to the point that he can't actually uh, handle the situation anymore. Hmm. And that simply means that at that point, he is conscious of, of the fact that there's problems. Because one variable that is very paramount for any psychiatric um, patient or anybody in life generally is when you don't accept that there's problem, there's no way the therapist is going to help you. Mm-hmm. That is why you don't have insight yeah. that definitely there's problem. And we got to find best way or uh, procedure to manage this situation. So, of course, it was when the guy now had uh, insight. He, he, he told his mom. So his mom is a medical laboratory scientist by profession. Okay. So she was the one that now referred him to uh, the clinic. Mm-hmm. And to the glory of God, he managed the patient and is okay now. Well done. Well done, Dr. Irene. That must have so, That actually started from experimental curiosity. Mm-hmm. From there, the guy started, you know, obsessive also there, mm. thinking about pornographic often and often, which leads to compulsion. And before you know, was compulsion. When compulsion was, you know, definitely setting, tolerance setting. Hmm. You know, yeah. watching like maybe a video or two video before. Now watching like five, six, seven to the extent that you will even buy data, <laughs> buy data to for the purpose of pornographic thing. Hmm. So, uh, addiction is a very serious condition. Yeah, it's a very, very serious condition. You know, Mr. Hayani just said something very, very important, and I hope you took note of it, but in case you did not, let me say it again. He said, when you don't accept that there's a problem, there's no way you can be helped. You need to accept that there's a problem, because you might be listening to the podcast because somebody told you to listen to it. The person probably thinks you have a problem. Or you might be listening to it because you're curious that, okay, what's happening here? I think this thing is familiar. And if you have been aligning to some of the things Mr. Ayani has been saying, you need to accept that there's a problem. The moment you don't accept there's a problem and you don't have a desire of your own to quit, you will not be helped. Look at that young man he just talked about. He explained that this guy accepted that it's a problem told his mom told a family member told you know was accountable to someone and action was being taken if you're not accountable to anyone you're not telling your spouse you're not telling your girlfriend you're not telling your family you're not telling anybody anything i i, I don't see how you you can't you can do it yourself yes but you need to be accountable to someone so that your consistency can be measured properly you know so when you don't accept there's a problem, you cannot be helped. You need to accept it in your heart that this thing is a problem for me. Don't think it's just a regular thing. I've tried to stop. Eh, well, it's not really working. Eh, yeah, yeah, you're saying it like it's not. Some people don't think it's actually a big deal, Mr. Ayani. So people don't think what was it? It's just a normal thing. But they'll say, oh, when somebody's around me, I actually don't watch porn. I don't masturbate. But the truth really is. Sooner or later, whether there's someone around you or there's no one around you, you will eventually get it done. Or you will 
all the things you've been learning, you put it on that person. So it's 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 a whole lot. It's a whole lot to handle. It's a serious issue. So, Mister, thank you so much. Thank you so so. So when people have an addiction, why can't they just? I understand you've mentioned willpower, but why can't they just, you know, come to that point of control totally? I understand you've mentioned you, but can you talk about it explicitly so that we can really have a hold on it? You know, this 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 concept we are talking about is 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 is, is gradual. Yeah, yeah. Mm. When mm. an individual builds tolerance towards consuming a particular, you know, uh, substance, substance, psychoactive substance, mm-hmm. when the tolerance is built already, suppose that they are doing it like one, two, three, before this such an individual will tend to engage in four, five, six. Hmm. So because because they need you know more and more of that dose of the drug to achieve desired effects. When an individual uh, is addicted, it's very common among our our what is it called our um, musicians. Hmm. Some of them partly because of phobia, they can't perform in, in the you know stage uh, on stage very well. Mm-hmm. Some of them go as far as you know taking. Um, uh, stimulants <laughs> like cocaine for them to to perform very well and when that behavior increase in intensity when that behavior increase with time you know they 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 get addicted to the cocaine to the extent that let's assume they, they start they, they start consuming it like um they started consuming like a, maybe one or two rats. Before we know what's going on, they take five or six. And to now stop, it becomes a problem. Hmm. Because all these psychoactive substances, they, they actually causes alteration in the neurotransmitter and in the hormones of the individual. Hmm. It affects the brain. And when the brain is affected, individual involved may not be able to reason properly may not be able to do things as expected may not be able to do things as required the individual will be very far from normality hmm. and it's not his fault because of the fact that his chemical component it has been altered it has been altered because of the psychoactive substances hmm. so such individual will find it very difficult very very difficult to adjust to I mean to, to, to stop. Of course, nearly all addicted individuals at the onset they believe that they can stop using drugs on their own or engaging in particular activities. Mm-hmm. But when they now start engaging in the in the in the in the, in the behavior, before they they know what is going on, the 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 ability to withdraw, you know, won't be there anymore. Mm. Because the drugs you know, must have affected their level of reasoning, their level of thinking. They won't see things from normal again. They won't see their perception will be, will be altered, will be distorted. And when, the, when an individual perception, the way an individual interprets situations in the environment is affected, you know, the person, of course, is, is far away from the reality. Hmm. Far yeah. away from the reality. Wow. Hmm. So when you become far away from the reality, it's so difficult for you to actually stop. You can't control it. You can't handle yourself. 
Thank you so much, Mr. Ayani. One, one very last question, which, um, um, so when, what is your advice to persons with compulsive behavior and addiction? And what would you advise a person with a loved one suffering from compulsive behavior and addiction? I know it's two in one, but yeah, what's your advice for people that have compulsive behavior and addiction and people that have um, a loved one that has compulsive behavior and addiction? My advice for anyone suffering from compulsive behavior disorder is that such individuals should try to seek for professional help. Hmm. Mental health practitioners are all over Lagos states and uh, everywhere in Nigeria, though we are very few in number anyway, but yet it's not a condition that the individual can manage by himself or by herself. So such individuals should try to seek for professional help. Contacting or networking with psychologists, clinical psychologists or psychiatrists or medical social worker because in mental health generally uh, it's a teamwork. Mm-hmm. It's a teamwork. Uh, a psychologist will need the attention or the service of um, a psychiatrist. Psychiatrists are there. Psychiatrist nurses, nurses are there. Occupational therapists are there. Social, psychiatric social workers are also there. You know? So it's a teamwork. So when an individual knows or probably have an insight that he or she is having this, he or she should try to seek for professional help. And I'm pretty sure the individual will be very, will be very, be very fine. And the second question is, anyone that has any individual suffering from mental health issue or compulsion or obsessive disorder should not stigmatize. Hmm. Because we discovered the fact, even with research, we discovered the fact that Stigmatization is one of the major problems. It's one of the major problems sometimes why people just keep things to themselves. Mm. Of course, the individual may be suffering from the condition, but he or she is scared of telling the second person, you know, before you know what is going on, the, the, the person will start making gists of, you know, gist of him, or probably not even talking with this individual again. Mm. That is not the solution. That is not the, 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 the best way to go about it. They should try by helping the individual to seek for a specialist, a professional, a mental health professional to help the person. And of course, they should stop spiritualizing everything. Because we discovered the fact that in this part of the world, uh, uh, for example, in Nigeria, Mm-hmm. People usually spiritualize even things that need physical attention. Hmm. But you know what is going to be down? They, they start shouting Jesus and Jesus and Jesus, the blood of Jesus. That is not the solution. <laughs> there are things that are medical, things that are medical, things that need professional it need to be, you know, to be gotten, need to be reported to uh, a specialist. Hmm. Of course, you can pray. Nobody dispose, nobody is disposing that fast. Of course, prayer works for everything. But there are certain things that you just need to seek for help. In psychiatry, generally, um, of course, uh, we do make use of eclectic approach, by psychosocial approach. Mm-hmm. 
even in psychiatry, we make use of biopsychosocial approach. Simply means that we, we, we combine medicine, we combine uh, uh, pharmacotherapy with psychotherapy, and with uh, psychosocial uh, aspects to help the individual. So it's not an, it's, it's not it's an holistic thing. Hmm. Of course, you can also put into consideration the spirituality aspect of it. Don't forget the fact that health is not even complete without, you know, it's not just mere absence of infirmity or disease. It's a complete state of physical, social, psychological, and spiritual well-being of the individual. Yeah. According to World Health Organization. So, people should stop spiritualizing everything. And they should not stigmatize. They should not stigmatize anyone suffering from any psychological condition. The, the, the truth of the matter is that a psychological condition is, is no respecter of anyone. It can happen to anyone in life. Mm. Either you are young, either you are old, it can happen to anyone. I've seen a prof, a professor that, you know, uh, that had schizophrenia. Mm. So it, it can happen to anyone in life. They should just try by helping the individual to uh, to seek for professional help. And I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, the individual is going to be very fine. Hmm. Thank you so much, Mr. Ayeni. You know, you mentioned things, some things about spirituality. And according to the World Health Organization, he said, um, your entire well-being, it has to do with your psychological, your social, your emotional and spiritual health. So, yeah, you can, you, you don't streamline it. Yeah, Jesus will help you. But you need to understand that. What, one thing people always do, Mr. Hain, is that they feel that the action that was taken or the action that is being taken in the life of a child that is engaging in, um, shall I say, pornography or... Um, um, what's the word now? Maybe addiction, more like drug addiction or alcohol. They they forget that there are environmental circumstances, there are environmental influences that relate to the actions of the child. So they will say, "Oh, demons are controlling this person. Demons are controlling me." Yeah, there, there's that part. We will not dispute that. There's that part, but there is the part where when you are in Christ, you are a new creation, and all things are passed away. All things have become new. So, if you are taking some actions and you are addicted to some things, it is you. You are the one doing this thing to yourself. So, once you admit that, oh, this is my action. This is something I'm doing to myself. I need to stop. I need to not use um, alcohol and drug as my stress relief. When you take that thing, some people, when they are completely stressed, they go ahead and go ahead with this addiction. When you find out that there is something wrong with you, along with hoping that God is going to help you, because then again, God is the one with divine help. When you know he's going to help you, seek professional help. Talk to them. Oh, this is what I think is wrong with me. I don't know how to go about it. I know God is the one that is going to take care of me. But then again, I'm here. What, what is your advice? What are the actions I should take? So they'll tell you, take this drug. Come for this therapy. Do this. And again, you seeking professional help is a way of accountability. Somebody is watching out for you. Somebody is, you know, you can, you're listening to this podcast. Fantastic. I'm proud of you. Thank you for doing this. But take another step forward. I've talked about joining support groups. You can join support groups. Talk to people. Be accountable to someone. You can reach out to, if you, if you know it's a very grievous thing and, okay, maybe Toby cannot handle it. Fine, good, fantastic. Oh, Lua Toby Loba, the host on this corner, she can't handle it. 
I understand. But you can as well reach out to psychologists. They are willing to help. They are willing to help. Attend seminars. Attend places that you know. Take action. If you're not taking action, you're not, if you cannot afford a professional help, fine. And you know you have a problem. Take action. As a matter of fact, there are actually NGOs that are dedicated to helping you without collecting a dime from you. I mean, I know of Freedom Foundation in Nigeria by Pastor Tony Rappo. If you have a problem, reach out to Pastor. You can just go to Freedom Foundation. I have a problem and I need help. They will are willing to free of I don't they don't call it anything free of charge. As a matter of fact, they go under the bridge. They help people to get well. So you go in there, you taking that kind of action. They will op- with open hands. They will help you once you know you have a problem. But you first of all, the first step is realizing that I have a problem. I need to work on myself. I need to do something for myself. And I need to take action. You know, God is going to help us. God is really helping all of us. That's one of the reasons God has helped us to have Mr. Hyeni on today's podcast. Thank you so much, Mr. Hyeni, for, you know, honoring our request to come to this podcast. I really, 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 from the bottom of my heart, I'm, I really appreciate this. This is, this is huge. This is a That's huge right. sacrifice. Thank you so much, Mr. Ayeni. And I, so what are your final remarks? What are, the, what are your final remarks to people that are listening to this podcast right now? Non-addicts, addicts, you know, just people trying to help their, their friends or family members. What, what's your final remarks for everyone? My final remark is that people should understand the fact that uh, psychological problems are, are manageable. They are treatable. Hmm. They are treatable if they have anyone suffering from uh, psychological problems or any psychiatric problem. They should not hesitate. They should, they, they, they should not. They should not feel that it has the end. They should try as much as possible to to help the individual to consult to see a, a specialist by coming to the clinic. So it is manageable. And also, as I said earlier, that they should not stigmatize. If you have any individual suffering from any psychological uh, problem, they should not stigmatize. Because it may also happen to them too. It's respect of no one. And of course, as I said earlier, there's involvement of family member or significant other in an, in an individual treatment program can strengthen and extend treatment benefits. So they should try as much as possible to help anyone suffering um, from any psychiatric issue to seek for professional help. And also, they should keep listening to this podcast because uh, the information they are getting here, of course, is going to enrich their lives. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, it will make them a better person. Mm. I want to also use this medium to uh, to beg our president, President Muhammad Ibari, to ascend to a psychological bill. Of course, it has passed through the, okay. I mean, the National Assembly. Mm. It passed, it passed the, the bill. Mm. So I'm using this medium to beg our president to ascend the, to the psychological uh, bill so that a, a lot of Nigerians can, can benefit from the service. And, uh, uh, it will also help us to without quacks in the system mm. because a lot of people are actually 
claiming what they don't have. They are claiming that they are psychologists, in which, in the actual sense, they don't pass through the, the normal procedure. Mm -hmm. So, they don't have any degree, they don't have any qualification to justify that, you know, just claiming what they don't have. So, I'm using this matter to appeal to our president to please to assent to the bill. So it will help us to render effective service to Nigerians. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Ayeni. And we really beg the federal government, you know, I think when I post this, I'm definitely going to tag them because this is something that is becoming um, a huge situation in our society. You know, sometimes when I watch a documentary, um, of what ha what's happening in the northern part of Nigeria, and you see people consuming tramadol, and you're like, ah, you know, the exposure is just is just huge. I, I can't count how many books I've read, and you know, one way or another, they'll talk about somebody that was addicted to somebody something and something and something took overdose and died. So people need help, and the truth is, help always comes from the mind. You know, it it, it starts from the mind. A mental a mental well being emotional well-being what happens on your inside is even more important than what happens on the physical so to say because when somebody is whole mentally person is whole uh, emotionally there's a high tendency you know spiritually you are fine you are you can respond to your society very well your environmental communication is, is perfect your social networking can work well the your physical uh, activities can work well you can do things normally but some people most of the problem most of the things wrong with anybody why you're having constant migraine is probably because of something that you're thinking about or something that you've not done and it has caused a level of anxiety from anxiety and then you have a headache you don't know where the headache is coming from you just know that oh there is you just you are just tired on your inside you're just tired you can't explain it it started from the mind so this is something we're also begging the federal government to please take action because we really need this we really need this all right so this is all for um this week's episode don't forget to join next week's episode i told you this episode was going to be a blast Okay, can you see how professional I've been all through? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm trying to be as official as I can because Ms. Aini is a very honorable psychologist in our society. So, um, please don't miss next week's podcast. You don't even want to miss next week's podcast. We're talking about self-development and addiction. Don't miss the podcast. And please, if you know someone, recommend someone to listen to this particular episode. Tag somebody, repost Tell the person, please listen to this episode. If you know someone personally with OCD, send the person, just listen to this episode. It's important that you listen to this episode because these things are very, like he said, it's not just substance use or chemical use or, you know, a pornography, masturbation and the rest of it. It also has to do with behavioral addiction, phone addiction exercise doing the same thing over and over again you cannot just explain you know what exactly the, and when you withdraw from maybe withdrawal symptoms are not okay you just see yourself you for three hours you are lying down on your bed you can't explain what is happening to you there's a problem and you need to fix it so thank you so much mr Ayeni, once again i really do appreciate your presence on today's podcast and thank you thank you for listening thank you for trying to be better like i always say you are whole you are complete and you are getting better so don't forget that you're all you're complete and you're getting better thank you so much i'm oluato Biloba, as always your host on addict corner have a lovely evening bye <laughs>